Welcome to the Southside Trap Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra, and I'm bringing you a Chicago-centric soccer podcast focused on the Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap podcast. It's me, your girl Sandra, and uh, I'm here to recap another Chicago Red Stars victory. I I can't believe that's what I'm saying, but I couldn't do it alone because there's so many games this week and I was like, you know what? I don't want to have to cram all these games into one day. Let's try to spread out these games and these episodes and have some extra content for you guys this week. And I thought no better way to kick off that week and inviting one of my own homies to talk about this game against the Washington Spirit. Spirit extraordinaire, Jordan Smalls. Jordan, say hello to the people. What's up, people? How are you doing? Uh, Thank you for having me on. Yeah, dude, I had to. I I, I thought to myself, you know, Who's the most perfect person to talk about this game with? And I was like, ah, oh, dummy. It's your homie, Jordan. Happy, uh, like, belated everything, by the way. Thank you. Like, the big I'm like, happy belated everything. <laughs> yeah. Super, super proud of you for, uh, you know, no saying goodbye to the teen years. <laughs> yes. We survived. Made it through. Yeah. No kidding. Are you going to continue playing with Legos? Of course. Uh, that my mom got me for my birthday. Um, I had when Toys R Us was shutting down. I was like, you know what? I need some Legos. So she some went Legos. over, and they were actually like the Toys R Us bar house is like completely wiped. So she went on Amazon, hooked me up, and it's a good de-stressor. I love it, dude. That's. That's so smart. Honestly, like, why didn't I think about getting Legos at <laughs> the it. Toys R Us that's <laughs> shutting down? Yeah, yeah, I guess I still technically got time. Yeah, I saw your tweet about that, and I'm like, LOL. Um, yeah, you definitely don't stop loving Legos in your 20s. Ha, ha, ha. I'll see myself out. <laughs> it was great. But you caught me on an interesting day, man. It's a Monday. Uh, we have to recap a Chicago Red Stars victory, so... Sorry, you're going to talk about a lot about the Red Stars. Um, and you're catching me like in a highly emotional state because I had also had to watch Mexico get bounced from the World Cup today. And that totally sucked. But I quickly reminded myself that the Red Stars are on kind of a undefeated streak right now. Yeah, they're and, playing good uh, soccer. They're playing some good soccer, despite all the kind of noise around them, right? Um, and they're on a four game undefeated streak and three of those uh, games are actually wins. And one of them came against your beloved spirit. Um, yeah. Can you, uh, I guess I just, I, I don't really have a better question than to just say what's wrong with the spirit, Jordan. I mean, it's as simple as just not scoring goals. I mean, um, Dan Loretta had tweeted something about like, how the spirit had just kind of hit a wall offensively. And I was like, yeah, the the month of June, they played fairly decent soccer. I mean, in four games, they gave up three goals 
and managed to pick up two points in the process. But still, I mean, now they're at 540 minutes uh, without a goal. Not going to win any games if you don't score. And and it's as simple as that. It's frustrating, but um, the defense has come up phenomenally in the last few weeks. But, you know, got to put the ball into the back of the net. Oh, yeah. No, you know what? Honestly, though, I I I kind of low-key feel your pain. Don't get me wrong. I'm super grateful for who the Red Stars are and um, sort of who they're becoming um, in this uh, second half of the season. Uh, but there's definitely, definitely been some struggles. And I don't think, it, it, in terms of the finishing, I don't think uh, the Red Stars and the Spirit are sort of alone in that. Um, unless you're like sort of the Orlando Pride of like the last maybe three weeks or like the North Carolina courage of like the last two weeks, uh, not a lot of goals going down for some of the teams. Um, just finishing is just not totally there. Um, which is for the red stars, I think, um, to talk about a couple of their goals that have happened, uh, coming from defenders specifically, like Katie Naughton had a goal last week. And then this, in this match against the spirit to open up the scoring in this game, it was, it was Casey short. And I was just kind of like that, that just happened. And not only was it like Casey short, it came off of a, a set piece. It was just like so wild, but I, I, I really felt for, for Bledsoe there because I know, I remember when you, when you had me on for the follow your spirit podcast, um, and they had that brutal Chicago and the Red Stars or Chicago and the Spirit had that brutal, brutal weather game at uh at Boyd's Maryland, but like it was delayed five hours. And I remember being like, Oh yeah, I'm really excited for uh, for uh, to see Aubrey Bledsoe and Emily Boyd like tackle this game. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, Oh, I'm a little bit disappointed. And I also feel like an ass. Thanks a lot, Jim Gobert. <laughs> But yeah, I really felt for her on that uh, set piece, and and also uh, Mickey Doherty Howard because it just kind of bobbled in there, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole the whole point um, of having a player on the back post is so that exact goal doesn't happen. And uh, I think they had said on the broadcast that it it kind of looked like it had been deflected at the last second right before it got to Casey Short so that might have been why MDH was caught off guard a little bit but um, you know so often you see goals scored just like that because there isn't a player on the back post and it's always well why isn't there a person there and, and for the spirit they had somebody there and it still, still happened that way so um, all credit to Casey Short though I mean coming back playing strong um she she put in some strong minutes for them and and got the goal that they needed and really put a put a jolt into the the red stars i think i think so too i think uh casey short uh being back with the red stars and sort of she's sort of obviously building her minutes here um there was one game where I think they were the first one and she came on like the last 15 minutes and then she did a full 45 in this match. She ended up going all the way to like 65 minutes or so. And then to sort of see her build these minutes and get that goal, even if it 
did sort of come on a deflection in a bobble, I thought was pretty, pretty awesome. And I think the Red Stars right now, you have these two teams, you have the Red Stars and the, and the Spirit, and you have the Red Stars who are just sort of finding their footing and doing their job, right? I guess in this really, really compact, clouded sort of um, middle table area where like all these positions are like separated by points. And then you have the spirit who are just feel like they're it like it just feels like the same game every week, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it it's incredibly frustrating. And I mean, Tim and I got to the point where we're like, it feels like we're saying the same thing every week on the podcast. So um, it, it's incredibly frustrating at this point, especially knowing that, you know, the middle of the table is so condensed. And if you look at it, really the spirit, I mean, 12 points out of a playoff spot at this point, it's like, yeah, it's kind of out of reach, but it's still kind of right there. If they really were to go on a run, get a couple wins here and there. And, and it, it just, comes down to not scoring at this point and, and giving up soft goals. Bummer, because there was definitely a period of time there where, like, I kind of felt like we were not deserving Bledsoe. And you know what? I'm still probably going to try to keep that going. Probably don't. You probably still don't deserve it's a, that's, it's that's, a theme that the spirit just don't deserve their goalkeepers, I think. I think that's the uh, biggest thing we've man. learned over the past two years. I, You know what, though? I In, in my preview for this game um, on Hot Time in Old Town, for the players to watch, I totally put Franny Ordega. And I was like, and I and I put her there in the, in the last couple previews because I was just like, Franny Ortega just enjoys scoring on the Chicago Red Stars. And uh, I felt terrible for a second, and then I got over it pretty quickly. But after Casey Short gets this this goal, right, I mean, there were moments, right? There were these very small, small moments of time where the spirit, they found themselves, you know, pressuring in Chicago's final third and, you know, as rare as it was, but it did happen. And Franny Ortega at one point um, ends up saving a goal for the Red Stars. And I was like, that did not just happen. I could not believe it. And I was ex- I was low key, like kind of expecting. Um, I think in the preview, I was like, if Franny Ortega is going to score on the Chicago Red Stars, like, please just let it be once, like one time, <laughs> only one goal, Franny, just get your goal. And hopefully it doesn't, like, you don't, like, have any more goals after that. Like, just once, just get out the way. Hopefully it's early. Just get your early goal, and then let's just see, like, what the Red Stars can do from that. But it never it never happened, never came, even though she um, definitely was one of those players sort of integrated and, and crucial to your attack there in this game. Um but yeah, Nair, like off this like weird kind of set piece and then there was like a bobble and then another player was open, took a shot and then it just went, instead of in the back of the net, it went in Franny Ortega's face. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be that kind of game. But <clears throat> I think instead of this game where it was like kind of a tale of two halves things where it's like, oh, like let's sort of feel each other out. Like all of a sudden the second half happened 
And I think things just kind of like imploded a little bit. And I'm, I don't, I'm honestly a little bit surprised that this scoreline ended up only being 2-0. Yeah, I mean, I think things, the spirit came out in the beginning of the second half for the first four to five minutes and we're really pressing. And then the one thing that the spirit kind of struggled with after that was, you know, they were trying so hard to get that goal, but that was leaving Caprice Didasco and Estelle Johnson and Whitney Church wide open and exposed in the back. And I mean, Watching Whitney Church in a foot race with Sam Kerr was painful for me. That was bad. It happened multiple times. And and finally, you know, they they get the spirit exposed and and drawn out. And, you know, they get a beautiful ball played in the box. And and Yuki takes care of business um, with a beautiful beautiful headers so uh like you said i i think it's surprising that the game wasn't uh more wide open on the scoreboard what what happened on that goal all of a sudden sam kerr was like hey look at all of this space and then she just lobbed it and yuki nagasato just dunked that bitch in the back of the net and i was like don't get me wrong. That was amazing to watch and beautiful. And we've been sort of over at halftime. We've sort of like been preaching and the gospel of partnership between Nagasato and Kerr. And we love when these moments happen, but at the same time, we're like, wow, that, that really just happened. Like there was just so much open space to just counter on that. And it just, it just happened. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the spirit tried so hard to, to push for a goal and and that's where their their defensive flaws actually started to come out again, something we hadn't really seen um, since the last time they played Chicago last month. So uh, I think the biggest thing is the spirit have a huge disconnect between their lines and it was really exposed right there where you saw pretty much all the defenders in the box trying to deal with way more than they could handle and and not a whole lot of pressure back from the midfielders so uh it's just a another play where chicago did a great job of building on their width and their speed and and just sam kerr being a world-class player and um that partnership is next level and i think the more they are able to play together and, and get acclimated together that's gonna become one of the the more dangerous duos in the league for sure yeah i i think um i think just because of the the way the season has sort of been unfolding with north carolina just clearly running away with things and then you just sort of have like I don't know, four or five other teams sort of gunning for second place, third place, and fourth place. That in between all that, I think that can sort of get lost. But I I think right now, with the Red Stars having been involved in, um, you know, the, the big trade that happened with Sofia Huerta and Sam Johnson and, and Taylor Camo, um, going to Houston and Utah and then cutting Lauren Caskey and then welcoming the arrival of um, 
Morgan Bryan and then welcoming the arrival of Brooke Elby. Like there was all this sort of focus and talk about that and that this trade happened and there was this weird kind of narrative out there that it was like, oh, Chicago's like totally waving the white flag. And I was like, LOL, how and why and where? Um, but you you trade away like such um, sort of regular pieces like that, that it, I guess, you know, from the outside looking in, that's kind of what it looks like. But um, having spoken to the players uh, a bit after these last few games, or these last couple games, excuse me, um, a lot of the, the message from the team was pretty much the same and unified that um, they are just kind of focused on the next game in front of them and they just want to like make a great push in the second half and um, they're welcoming back, they're still welcoming players back in, like whether it was a Brooke Elby or it is a Morgan Bryan or Casey Short building her minutes or Vanessa Bernardo, who is also working her way back in. Um, so I think somewhere in between all that, like the partnership between Sam Kerr and Yuki Nagasato is maybe getting lost a little bit. Not for us over in Chicago, because we just like live for that shit. Like every week we're just like, what are Sam, what are Sam Kerr and Yuki Nagasato going to do this week? Like we're like all over. But I think for some people, like they're not seeing, like I, I saw, and I'm so happy that that goal is up for goal of the week. And I, I hope it wins. I know, I know it's a, a fan vote and everything. So you, you never really know with that kind of stuff, but I mean, just everything about it was just awesome. Just the timing of it, the, the height of it and just the lunch, like everything about it was, was great. And it just, honestly, it just, after it was like right around the 60th minute. So it was like right in that like sweet spot of a time where it was like, early enough to get that second goal and then yet still early enough to be like, Oh shit, wait a minute. There, there might be some more goals <laughs> happening here for, for the red stars. And, uh, I'm not going to lie, Jordan. Um, I, I really wouldn't have been mad if there would have been more goals. I know that might've hurt you a little bit on the inside, or maybe it might not have, because I know low key, you got a lot of love for Chicago. You know it, you know, it. You know I think I think in the especially in these like really hard moments <laughs> in, in, in which you have to both follow and cover the spirit and you need a little bit of break, you need a little bit of a break from sort of writing or recapping or previewing or podcasting about kind of the same game every week. Maybe you take a look at the Red Stars and see what they're doing. Hey, I mean, you, you know, I love me some Chicago and God, I mean, how can you not love watching this team? Like you said, there's all these players that they're still working into the, into the fold again. I mean, you still have Morgan Bryan on your bench. You have Vanessa DiBernardo and Brooke Elby, and you just got so much talent on this bench and there's so much talent on the field as well. I mean, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but how about Nikki Stanton? I mean, she comes in and is just a grinder yeah. week in and week out and, <laughs> The amount of talent that's on the Chicago team, you know, I, I know people are like, when is it going to be their year? When is it going to be their year? But I really think that, you know, they're they're building on a solid foundation and it, it's, it's taken a little bit of time. But I think that if they can sneak into the playoffs, they're going to be a dangerous team to watch. I think that uh, in previous years um... – Chicago has had a issue of um, sort of peaking <clears throat> at the wrong time. And um, 
I still think that this is a team that's working on getting players back in and they're still sort of um, figuring things out and finding their footing. But it's a great feeling that while they're doing that, they're getting pretty significant points (laughs) and positioning um, within the table. Um, This is a particularly interesting week because, yeah, they had a, a game against the Spirit and on paper they should have won that and they did. And then they've got North Carolina Courage coming up for the 4th of July. And we don't know how that's going to go. That, that that game ended in a draw last time they met. And then they're going to close out the week uh, with Sky Blue FC. And again, another team on paper, right? They should win. But the, <laughs> the Jersey girls over there, they're actually the one team that, you know, maybe – I don't want to say gave the Red Stars – Trouble, but they they kind of stole some points from the Red Stars uh, earlier in the season. And Chicago is the team that sort of is the guilty party of like giving them a point. They're one of two points I think that they have on the table right now. One of those are from the Red Stars. So I think both of these teams are mu- uh, the Sky, both Chicago Red Stars and Sky Blue FC are much different from when they last played. So again, another team on paper that Chicago should beat. Um, so the way the points that are on on the available for this week, it's going to be interesting to see how many Chicago can actually take away um, and sort of see how that impacts the table. Because all of a sudden, after this win against the Spirit, they just like leapfrog right into that fourth place position, like right over Portland and are sort of like looking behind them at, um, at a few other teams. So I think, um, knock on wood, they still sort of take their time and, um, sort of hit their stride and hit their groove. And then, uh, ideally, hopefully they hit that peak, you know, when they have to hit the road because they, they end the season, um, with a pretty tough, um, road trip. They have, a uh, Games against Utah and Portland and, and Seattle and Orlando, I believe, to close out Listen, to close out the season. You gotta take the take those points on the road or take those points at home so that uh, make sure your road travels a lot easier. Yeah, no, for sure, and I and I think along with you know, just to piggyback on what I was talking about with all these like kind of different narratives around the team, like one of them was the fact that. Um, the Red Stars and the home field advantage sort of was a little non-existent this year. They didn't, they weren't really putting together their best performances at home. And, you know, they were pretty aware of that. And it's difficult to sort of, I think that's maybe sort of a a tough pill to swallow sometimes because it's like you're coming off, especially coming off of a season like last year where they had such a strong showing at Toyota Park. It was a difficult place for visiting teams to play in and Chicago definitely defended house. So it's, it's really good to sort of see um, Chicago getting these wins at Toyota park, um, sort of reestablishing the whole idea of this is our house, like defending our house and, and making it a difficult place for, for visitors to play. I don't get me wrong. I think things like weather conditions also have a huge thing to do with it. Uh, The weather has not, been kind to the Red Stars this this year in Chicago, whether it's been like brutal cold or rainy conditions or just like extreme heat, just, just not, not a good time. But if, if you had to sort of 
grade the red stars right now, Jordan. Um, and we're just, we're just getting like all focused in on the red stars now. And that's fine. Cause when I have guests, that's what I do. I make them talk about the, <laughs> make them talk about the red stars. But if you had to grade the red stars right now and have to, or have to judge them based on their current performances, do you think this is a team that can find themselves in the playoffs when it, when it comes down to it? Yeah. I mean, I think that, like you said, they're, they're not peaking at the wrong time. Like they have been in years past and, I think they're definitely going in the in a positive direction. Um, I don't think they've hit their hit their stride yet, hit full strength. But um, the next two or three weeks, I think, are vital for them. Um, some very important games coming up, and I think it's also important to take care of business where you can con- what, with what you can control. Because you know Portland's not playing as strong as they could be right now, and and Utah is playing fairly strong right now and and Orlando's hit or miss on some things so it's important for Chicago right now to just take care of business follow the plan stick together and things will fall into place and heading in a great direction right now towards the playoffs yeah I think that's totally fair and uh yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's important for me to always ask my guests that I have on who cover other teams that question because it's like, see, it's not just me, guys. It's definitely <laughs> there's other people out there who cover other teams who feel similarly. Uh, before we go, Jordan, we're going to wrap up here pretty pretty quickly. But again, I know you got mad love for Chicago in general and the Red Stars as well. So I always like to have a little fun Um with my guests and sort of do like a rapid fire thing. Well, it doesn't have to be totally rapid fire, but I'm definitely going to ask you like some Chicago related questions. Okay. I remember doing this last time with Chelsea, with Chelsea when she was on and we were covering the dash game. Um, and she did a really good job at it. And I thought she had some pretty cool answers, but <clears throat> yours are, your questions are not going to be just red star space. They're also going to be sh- just Chicago based. Cause I know you got yes. fam here in Chicago as well. Like you got some, you got some deep Chicago yeah. roots, homie. And I love you for that. So it's going to be Red Stars based and it's also going to be just sort of okay. Chicago land based. But uh, as far as the Red Stars, if you had to pick a favorite Red Star of all time, who would you say is your favorite Red Star of all time? Oh. Yeah, I'm coming hard, homie. I'm coming right. hard right here. It's not even going to like, you. you're not even like boxing. <laughs> boxing. I really? love her. Notre Dame girl. Have to give it up for the Irish, you know. And strong defensive midfielder. Um, yeah, got to go with Boxy. That's, you know what, man? I got to give that to you. That's a really, really good answer. And I feel like, uh, I feel like with with Boxy, I feel like there's a, maybe like a cluster of fans out there that don't maybe sort of understand or know or appreciate her like on the club level or even like on a national team level, which is like kind Doesn't of sad. Come down to <laughs> stats, like, guys. Gotta look at the overall product of the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, she really uh helped define that defensive midfielder position and like absolutely one hundred. Um I think had an important role in the Red Stars or at least sort of help if you know, maybe if there's people out there who maybe feel that she didn't make a huge, huge impact on the research, like on the pitch, I think she had a huge role in sort of um, helping to establish sort of the team culture that's in place Absolutely. now. You know what I mean? 
but that's a good that's a good that's a good all time uh, red star right there. If you if you had to choose a, a current favorite red star, who would it be? <sighs> Gotta go with Yuki. You know, I love um, me some some Japanese players. I think that uh, the technical ability of her and just watch it. She gets so excited on the pitch, and I think that's just so fun for me. And can't beat a nice diving header either. I really love the um, just the overall vibe that Yuki Nagasato brings to the Red Stars. Um, I think she's a great locker room presence and just a really fun player to have be on this Chicago Red Stars team. And her Instagram yeah. training videos are probably like the best out there. Um, if you had to choose a Chicago Red Star player to be on the Washington Spirit right now, who to would it be? To be on the what? Sorry. To be to be on the spirit, Ooh, wow. like who would you take from the Red Stars to be like on the spirit? Uh, let's see. Not that we need a, another midfielder, but um, man, I'd love to see Nikki Stanton on there. <laughs> Gritty player. Yo, man. I'm, <clears throat> look, I've been I've been saying it. I've been preaching it a long time on this uh, on this podcast and. Uh, we we in the media association have to to vote on uh, a couple things. Got to vote on um, player of the week and got to vote on uh, best eleven uh, for the month of June. And uh, I've said a couple times that I got to do some. I'm gonna try to figure out a way to get Nikki standing on that best eleven if I got to go out and shake some people down because uh, she's having she's having that great of a season. Um, really, really just sort of locked in for the rest stars this year and has come up huge and made a huge, huge impact for a team that was dealing with so many early uh, injury struggles and stuff like that in the season. But I think that's funny that you said that you guys don't need any midfielders, but I think that says a lot about a player like Nikki Stanton, that somebody who covers the Washington spirit that sort of has a bit of a crowded midfield, like area, like roster, like is looking at the Chicago Red Star's current roster, and it's like, you know what? But I would still absolutely take Nikki Stanton in a heartbeat in this yeah. in this crowded midfield of a roster. Like, I think that says a whole ton about Nikki Stanton. What do you think? Was it a was it a penalty? Uh, I yeah, <laughs> I I don't understand how it wasn't, but you know, after reading the yeah, it was it after was after reading the refs. Um, it was little blurb that you put out um i i guess he saw what he was gonna see i have to shout out uh caitlin buckley really quickly because she came through to chicago and covered the spirit and i remember being in the press box and it was myself john d halloran and then caitlin buckley (laughs) and this moment occurs in the box and we all just look at each other like, oh, wow, uh, that was a PK, but also I guess not. And uh, myself and, and John D. Halloran were pretty much the, the, the we were like the two people who, who cover the rest of us pretty, pretty regularly. And um, we usually rotate like pool reporter uh, responsibility for people out there who don't know the pool reporters responsibility is to um, take any questions that, you know, any reporters might have within the press box uh, to the official. So if there's a specific question, um, you know, for the official, we take it down and then we get it to the official and the official gets back to the pool reporter. Um, 
So we all like look at each other and we're like, that was a PK. Like that was not called at all. Okay, that's cool. So I was like, we kind of joked about it. And I'm like, Kaylin, would you like me to ask (laughs) the officials about that no call? You are our guest. I feel like we definitely should reach out to you and see if you wanted to ask. She just nodded and was like, yes. (laughs) So we went ahead and... um, went ahead and asked and uh you saw the response if you if you didn't see it it's out on my twitter i'll, I'll plug it at the end of the show but uh yeah who knows if, if that was called um maybe maybe it might have uh changed some things up would have would have maybe set the tone for a different yeah. ending to the game you know but not to take away from nikki Stanley's right. game Absolutely. right because she's had a, a great season so far um and so great that you want her on the Washington Spirit in, tw- in 2018. I'm surprised. I'm almost of the end of your cell by far. Oh yeah, yeah. She was a real. She was a real blockbuster <laughs> pick, right? That was Rory's plan all along. It was always. It was always to get Nikki. <laughs> Jordan, when you're not showing love to the Chicago Red Stars, who are you showing love to in Chicago as far as your sports teams? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, I'm a Bears fan, Bulls fan, and unfortunately, a White Sox fan. So, yeah. Hey, hey, man. I know. I'm right there with you. I feel you right it's now. Uh, it, it's rough right now. It's bad. It's bad. It's straight up not good. Um, but I love them. They're mine. They're my pile of garbage, and nobody can talk shit. Nobody can touch my pile of garbage except me. And nobody can talk about how much it smells except me. They're my pile of garbage and I love them. But I'm right there with you. Love me some Bulls and some White Sox. Um, we'll see what the Bears do coming up this season. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's good. It's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Chicago besides hanging out with family uh, when you come through? is the shit I love. <laughs> Anytime I see a person... <laughs> Uh, post a picture of it i'm like wow i want to fly to chicago just for a good wet sandwich right now yeah that's right if y'all don't know about that italian beef sandwich wet or dipped y'all gotta come through and try it out it's it's pretty pretty good there's just there's a way you gotta like handle your italian beef and it's a whole process when you come here and, and and ask how to get it done but no yeah portillo's portillo's for sure it's good, good stuff. Jordan, I want to uh, thank you for like hanging out with me and talking about this game, even though it might have been a little bit painful. I tried to keep more about the run star so we could yes, have some happy stuff to talk sure. about. <laughs> I want you I would I want you to go ahead and plug yourself and let the people know where they yeah, can find you so and all your work. You can follow me on all of the socials uh, at J-O-L-S 98. Um and then you can follow me on Twitter at follow your spirit. Uh, that's where we do all all of our um, spirit following and such. Uh, Tim and Kelly doing a great job this season. Can get some fun t-shirts too if you want. Got our playing for pride um, t-shirts out there still. Just plugged those on Twitter. So uh, help us support a great cause. Nice, for sure. Yeah, I love the whole follow your spirit fam. Um, you, Tim, and Kelly do some great work over there. Um, whether it's writing or podcasting or K pipes, like yes. totally taking amazing pictures. I love uh, checking those out. Uh, 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to follow the Southside Trap podcast, you can do that on Twitter uh, at Southside Trap Pod. That's with one letter P, Southside Trap Pod. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at San Herrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. Um, you know, you can come through and uh, leave me a comment or something or hit me up in the DMs. Uh, if you want to bake me about Mexico, you know, that's fine. I'll probably still be crying about it. It's all good. Um, tune in probably later in the week. Uh, we're going to have another episode for you. Um, myself and Claire Watkins are probably going to recap that North Carolina uh, 4th of July game. So some double content for you all this week. So uh, thanks Jordan, thanks for hanging out. Everybody stay blessed. No doubt. Bye.